I always say, I mean, look at yourself, look at the, your past, look at your history. If you've been eating the same amount of foods, the same types of foods, especially just like myself, like I grew up learning that consuming animals was healthy. So if I kept doing that and as many times as I've read magazines, as many times as I've heard other experts tell me that that's healthy, then why am I looking like crap? Why do I feel like crap? Why am I holding 18% body fat, which is considered unhealthy and being overweight? You know, I mean, just, just take it. You don't need to be a health coach. You don't need to be a, be a doctor and all this stuff. Just take, use common sense, you know, use common sense. If it's, if it ain't working for you, definitely change it, change it. Welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. I'm your host, Pat McCauley. This podcast is all about celebrating the lives of those who have adopted a plant-based or vegan lifestyle and how it has positively impacted their health, relationships, outlook on life, and so much more. For more episodes and information about the benefits of living a plant-based or vegan lifestyle, visit eatgreenmakegreen.com. All right, welcome back or welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. Another good one coming this week. I was just down in Miami for a few days. I was hoping to come back with um, a, a sixth uh, Super Bowl win under Brady, but unfortunately that's not the case. Uh, so a little a little gloomy here in Boston uh, getting back today. But um, I had a few episodes planned for my time down there. I ended up only being able to make one happen, but it was an awesome one uh, with a guy named Corinne Sutton. Corinne is a professional bodybuilder, uh, trainer, health coach, and author. Um, and yes, uh, he's vegan. So a, a vegan bodybuilder, I know that's not a term a lot of people are used to hearing. But uh, yes, he not only is a vegan bodybuilder, he is a very successful one at that. And having only done it for a very short time, he's had all kinds of success. Um, so really cool um, and he's really shattering a lot of stereotypes associated with um, kind of wh what people expect vegans look like and, and, and whatnot. Um, so we talk about how a speech by Gary Urofsky instantly changed his perspective and direction in life. Uh, for those that don't know, Gary Urofsky is a big kind of vegan advocate that speaks all across the country. And he actually um, came to Corinne's school, uh, his college, and, and spoke there and uh, changed him. So I left a link to that speech. Um, not that exact one, but a, a similar one uh, that uh, Gary Urofsky gives um, around the country. It was recorded. It's on YouTube. It's been viewed, you know, millions of times. So uh, check that out. Um, it, it, it's good. Uh, why he started bodybuilding after he adopted a plant-based diet. So he didn't really get seriously into bodybuilding until he went plant-based, started feeling really good, started shedding the fat, and started you know, then he started taking it seriously. Uh, we talk about where he gets his protein and all the misconceptions around protein. Um, so again, I hope uh, that kind of shatters some, some misconceptions around protein. Uh, we talk about how he approaches nutrition with his clients. Um, you know, he doesn't push his uh, ethical or, or dietary um, opinions on clients, which is really cool. So he has an interesting approach there. Uh, what he eats in a day, 
uh, his workout regimen. So for those wondering, like, uh, you know, to get a physique like his, you know, what kind of program is he following? We talk about kind of his weekly split, um, how he targets different parts of the body, you know, each week and whatnot. Um, we get into supplements a little bit. Uh, we talk about the role genetics play in achieving your desired physique. Um, and lastly, why he's just on a mission to help others become better versions of themselves. Corinne is an amazing dude. I, I had a blast getting to know him in, in the short time uh, we were chatting. Just a real genuine, uh, down-to-earth dude. Um, so yeah, excited to share this one. I'll let him tell the rest. Uh, again, I really hope um, this just shatters some stereotypes around uh, the word vegan and you know muscle building as a vegan and that you're going to be scrawny as a vegan and all these kind of uh, hokey misconceptions. Uh, so without further ado, the absolutely yoked, the swollest, that's not even a word, the jacked Corinne Sutton. All right, I'm here with Corinne Sutton. We're at uh, a Marriott on um, Miami Beach. Hey, what's up? Thanks for coming, man. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you doing this. Mm-hmm. I, as I was just saying, I've been following you on Instagram for a while. You were sort of one of those guys when you know, three, four years ago when I was personally changing what I ate mm-hmm. that I found and was like, all right, if this yeah. guy's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, when I had all the questions about protein and if I could still be like a guy that stays in shape on this type of diet, you know, mm-hmm. so found you found, you know, Tory Washington, guys like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so total inspiration to me. And I know to many people who have, uh, adopted plant-based diets and uh, vegan lifestyle and all that. So thanks for everything you do, and thanks thanks for making this happen. I'm yeah, pumped. no problem, man. I'm pumped, yeah. Yeah. So I want to get into kind of everything you're doing, uh, protein, all that stuff. But uh, before mm-hmm. we do so, can we just get some background on you, kind of where you're from, where you grew up, maybe, maybe diet, lifestyle, growing up, that sort of stuff? Yeah, so uh, with me, uh, I'm a three-time pro bodybuilder and I've been vegan about five years going on six pretty soon also I have a background being in the military for about eight years so I did four years in the United States Marine Corps and then and that was fully active service and then after that I transferred to the United States Navy Reserves did that for another four years and when when it comes to the vegan stuff and um, you know how it all began uh, to make a long story short with me I was in school at the time, and I was able to see Gary Yorosky live in my classroom. Uh, he, oh, you saw he actually came to your school? Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually came to my school and did the speech that that's like mm-hmm. has like over my probably like by now I would say a million views or something like that. Yeah, uh, the best speech ever. Yeah, for those people that don't know, mm-hmm. um, I'll leave a link in the show notes. But basically, he, he's a big vegan advocate, and yeah. basically. His this kind of famous speech of his yeah. is um, basically really all the reasons why yeah. we should be mm-hmm. vegan, and yeah. uh, so it's pretty pretty moving speech. I'll leave the link for people listening, but um, yeah, it's it's a pretty in depth depth speech, and uh, when I heard it, uh, it definitely changed my life. So from there, I started uh, becoming vegan. First thing I did was went on a pescatarian diet because 
I didn't at the time my major was criminal justice and I didn't know a lot about nutrition. So um, I changed my whole entire major while I was in school when I heard that speech into exercise science and physiology. Um, now I have a degree in it. So that's what I did. And I started getting more in debt with the nutrition part, especially being on a plant based diet. And from there, from the schools, from the certificates, everything that I learned about it, while I was learning, then I was able to move more into a plant-based diet. So it really didn't take me that long to transition because the whole goal was to be vegan 100% because just from the speech, it was very moving. And especially when it comes to the ethical point of views. So with me, that's, that was the motivating factor. It wasn't just, yeah, Yeah. it, it was ethical. It wasn't just purely on health, you know, like obviously health was involved, but it was mostly ethical too. So I wanted to make a true balance between my lifestyle and between, you know, uh, helping animals and the planet and things like that. So yeah. Can can I ask what sort of your diet sort of lifestyle was like before? Were you into bodybuilding prior to that? No, I started, I started bodybuilding when I went vegan. Okay. Gotcha. So I was, I was pescatarian for a couple months. And then once I went vegan, I think after being vegan for about a whole year, that's when I started the bodybuilding. Mm. So that, that, that's how all that uh, pretty much started. But before, I mean, I was just, um, you know, a fitness enthusiast, just like, um, you know, most people that goes to the gym and things like that. And when it came to working out and things like that, my knowledge in the physiology and exercise and nutrition was very basic, just based off of things that I read from magazines and uh, being in the military and stuff like that. So, I mean, I was always in shape, but before then, I was I was carrying a lot of body fat. I would say the heaviest I was at was probably like 215 pounds with, uh, I want to say maybe 70, 17 to 18% body fat, somewhere around there. And that's not really healthy when it comes to males. So, you know, I was like, I had this bulky look, you know, my face was more rounded, things like that. But even once I went more pescatarian, I, I dropped a lot of body fat. I mean, I already had a, like a, a ripped six pack. Yeah. So once I saw just dropping all the animal products and just going on pure pescatarian, I mean, in my mind, obviously it was like, man, I mean, if I look like this, just consuming fish, I can only imagine how I'm going to look and feel by just consuming just purely plants because yeah. pretty much my diet was mostly majority plants anyways. Yeah. Mm. So once I dropped the fish, then everything um, pretty much came from there. Yeah. yeah was there some people you kind of looked to that influenced you in terms of like when you were like, I'm not sure about the protein thing or I'm not sure about were there kind of. No, because uh, I didn't I, I never really uh, looked for people to for advice. You know, I really mm. didn't ask. I didn't want to ask because I didn't want a just a. Uh, a one standard opinion from someone who's just doing their own thing, you know, and yeah. since I was in school and I'm paying for it, you know, might as well just learn it from the best. You know I mean? I'm, I'm in the school, I'm in the program. So I might as well just learn on my own and not just learn by people just experience life experience, but actually have the, the scientific knowledge to back it up to yeah. and learning from yourself. So, because I wanted to, once I learned then obviously I wanted to share that knowledge, not just through experience, but also through education too. So, you know, there's a lot of people that's out there that, you know, they're purely based off of lifestyle, but I believe that 
you know, once you have the science and the education behind that too, backing that up, it makes you as a stronger individual because you don't have just the bronze, but you also have the brains to back it up and you know what the hell to talk about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. how is it since making the change? How many, how many years ago? Uh, I once like somewhere around five or six years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's changed since health wise, maybe, you know, body wise, yeah. anything. Uh, I mean, obviously, my body fat percentage dropped dramatically, you know, and I'm a bodybuilder now, so I train more in a, as an athlete, you know. So everything that I do is more sports-specific when it comes to nutrition and also exercise. So with me and just through the experience of being on a plant-based lifestyle, definitely I've seen the increase in stamina, libido, um, strength, you know, how I build muscle, how my recovery time is. You know, endurance wise is is great. Like everything, you know, skin complexion, just your mind, your mental clarity, just just tons of uh, benefits from being on a plant based diet. You know. Yeah. So across the board improvement. Yeah. I I experienced all the same stuff mm-hmm. from skin issues to asthma to allergies to all kinds of stuff. Just yeah. within months, just gone. Yeah. Uh, it was you know, and that's <clears throat> the big thing for me was that. Nobody ever gave me that advice, right? Mm-hmm. There was no person in my life, whether it be a doctor, or a parent, a coach, nutritionist, anybody that said, this is an option for you. Yeah. Um, and that's why I got into what I'm doing now, just telling people about mm-hmm. it and letting people know because I was so shocked at all of the health benefits I experienced and nobody advised me that that was even an option, you know? True. Um, and that's, and coming from a sports background myself, it was always lean meats it was always high mm-hmm. protein it was always you know raw eggs yeah. you know like crazy stuff science. like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro science yeah. For, sure. <laughs> for sure so let's let's get into that a little bit yeah um when it comes to like you know i, I have to ask it um mm-hmm. for for people listening that aren't familiar um you know where where are you getting your protein and, and how do you approach kind of the protein side of that how do you look at protein how do you well, How do you I mean, approach it? I mean at, and the, at the end of the day, protein's protein. So, you know, of when it comes to from a plant-based uh, perspective, um, with me, I I get all my protein through you know different uh, different types of foods and an abundance of uh, different types of foods like black beans, quinoa, tofu, um, brown rice. I mean everything, broccoli. Like it's just just a tons of a. a of different types of food, hemp, tempeh. I mean, when it comes to the sources, it's everything. It's not just one, one particular thing, yeah. you know? So because there's protein pretty much in all your foods, uh, especially in the plant-based kingdom, there's protein everywhere. But obviously when it comes to your diet, depending on uh, what's your goals, who you are, uh, what you're trying to achieve, how much your body can actually absorb, you know, you, you can create a combination of different types of foods to definitely hit your goals and target yeah. your goals. And is plant-based protein as good at building muscle as uh, animal-based protein? Well, the thing about animal-based protein is that animal-based protein, all animal-based proteins are complete proteins. They all have all the amino acids that uh, that you need for as a building blocks to build muscle. And that's only because when it comes to animals, they consume all the plants. You know, the only thing you're doing is filtering all the nutrients from another being. So, you know, how I look at it is why won't you just get all the aminos and all the complete proteins through yourself? You know, you don't have to really uh, filter the nutrients from another being. 
you can just like get it straight from the source. You right. know, most most animals mostly consume soy and wheat. You know, but then so, for some reason, everyone's scared about soy and wheat. You know, so yeah. it's like you are what you eat. So if you're eating that animal that's consuming soy and wheat, why won't you just go straight to the source where all the soy and wheat is like has all the protein and all the nutrients that you need right there? So, you know? and what most people don't know, and what I didn't know at first was that your body actually recycles amino acids. So, yeah, yeah, it holds it. You know, mm-hmm. when you eat plants of, a, you know, a variety of different plant sources of protein, right, it might not have all the essential amino acids in the broccoli or in the kale or whatever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But your body recycles the ones it needs to form full to make it complete. proteins. Yep. As long as you're consuming a variety, yep. you get everything you need. Exactly. Um, yep. So you don't need to actually consume something with all the essential yeah, you don't have to in one in one packaged food right exactly yeah you don't have to you don't have to combine it for example like black beans you know black beans is incomplete brown rice is incomplete but you know a lot of hispanics been doing this for years eating black beans and rice so if you eat it together yeah it's going to have all all the amino acids that you need to make it complete but you don't have to combine them like that it's just like you said your body stores the amino acids and as long as you're eating in abundance and different types of food throughout your life you know which will which is makes sense because i mean who eats the same stuff every single day i mean it gets kind of boring yeah. so you know definitely when you combine it and you're just eating different types of foods throughout your life throughout the day things like that your body's going to retain all the amino acids that you need so you can put on the muscle that you want totally totally Mm -hmm. so when um can you talk a little bit about kind of how you've gotten into bodybuilding and how you've competed in um yeah. In what in in been successful at it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, with the bodybuilding, I've been doing it for about four years already, and I'm a three-time pro in three natural organizations, which is N- the NGA, AMBF, and the NFF. So, with the natural organization, obviously, it's tested things like that. So, uh, I've been very successful in that field, and I probably won top three past 15 shows something like that i i I don't know i kind of lost count i really don't yeah so is it is it when you say natural it just basically means you get tested like nobody's juicing and and is there are most natural athletes plant-based or is it across the board no no it's uh it's just kind of drugs like no drugs yeah yeah Yeah. when it comes to these competitions it's uh they're just testing for drugs and you're getting people from all kinds of diets and things like that so it's not just specifically just uh people who's on plant-based you know i do it because i'm representing that you can be a pro athlete and also build muscle and look good and compete at top levels just on a plant-based diet that's that's my journey that's what i do yeah but with other people they have other goals you know other people do other things but that's what i'm trying to uh inspire you know throughout the community throughout not just the bodybuilding community but health and fitness and just overall life yeah totally in Mm -hmm. your uh you work as a trainer yeah trainer health coach yep trainer health coach and how do you go about sort of advising clients on on diet so when it comes to clients what i do is i do make plans that for people who consume me now the only thing that i do take out of their um their their diet is i do take out beef like red beef any type of red meat actually red meat 
uh, pork, shellfish, and also dairy. So I take those out just because when it comes to uh, medical studies and stuff like that, you know. It's they, 100% bad. Yeah, so like, it's, it's a high carcinogen, it. yeah. you know, uh, they, they're high in cholesterol, high in saturated fat. And, you know, when it comes to certain animals and stuff like that, they're just low. It's, it's kind of low quality. And, like, I shouldn't be saying it that way, but I have to change my colors like a chameleon. You know, I have to change my colors for different types of people, you know. So because majority of the world isn't on a plant-based diet. So I have to really appeal for uh, when it comes to health. I have to appeal as a nutritional coach. You know? I have to kind of hold my ethical opinions to the side. But at the same time, by taking out those meat, uh, those type of animal products, I am reducing uh, the deaths of innocent beings. And at the same time, I'm allowing that individual, that client, to uh, really see how their body's going to respond by consuming less animal products. Mm. Because it's just like me. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and put myself on a pedestal and say, like, oh, I've been vegan for five years and you shouldn't eat meat at all. You know, like, I've eaten meat for the past 25 years or something of my life. So with me, I can't sit there and say that. But what I can do is put people through something similar of what I did, which is a transition. Mm. You know, because I want it to stick. You know, I don't want something to be a, just a fad or just a quick diet so they can be in shape. You know, I actually want my, my, uh, my clients to actually feel and experience the changes. Now, when what happens is that usually when clients go through this transition, now 80 to 90% of people who trains with me usually goes vegetarian or vegan at the end, at yeah. the end of the day. They just and feel too good. Yeah, they feel good. And they, they see it, they feel it. And then what they do, what they see is they also see me as an inspiration because I don't push my opinions on people. I just talk I just talk about my lifestyle. I just do what I do. And that's like what you see on my social media accounts. Like I just do what I do. I just, uh, I really don't pay attention to the, a lot of the nonsense or argue with a lot of people. You know, I just do, do me. And when my clients see that and they see that I'm not really pushing anything on them and I'm going, I'm taking this, uh, diet or this lifestyle or the approach, like I'm taking that approach, uh, more professionally mm. versus, uh, just saying things that, what I personally believe, they respect that even more. Yeah, so, totally. So when that happens, they, they usually just change on their own because they, and they're curious. They're like, man, like I feel better, I feel different. If I drop chicken, if I drop um, turkey, how what will happen? How would you change? How will my program change? And I just tell them the truth. I'm like, well, I mean, you have the vegan options there. Try them out. You know, yeah. like definitely try them out. The the options are there. I have them available for you. So just go to the store, try them out. I can take you there and do like a little shopping class for you. I'm very helpful uh, with everyone that, that I work with. But I do that and they, they love it because mm. it's not about, um, for me, it's not about how many clients I actually get. It's about the retention and, um, and actually the experience of what they, what they uh, go through. Mm. You know, because I want, I want to make it a lifestyle, not just a, a quick fat or diet. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And I like something you said about you know, just remembering, <clears throat> sometimes I have to remind myself of where I was, you know, three, four years ago mm-hmm. when none of this was on my radar. Yeah. And when you talk with someone, just remembering that, hey, you know, you know, just personally, you know, I was there and so many people are there that this just is so foreign. Yeah. And so new that um, you just, you, like you said, you just lead by example, you yeah. know. 
be approachable, just, just tell your experience with it. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say is the most, in general, the most misunderstood aspect <clears throat> of a plant-based diet or, or veganism that, you know, people that, you know, obviously there's a ton of stereotypes with it and everything, but what would you say the m- most misunderstood aspect um, of it is? I, I- I think now I'm I'm hearing more about like it, it you can't get all the nutrients out of being on a plant-based mm. diet which I think is kind of silly because you know it, I mean you could just look in the back of any type of package product and you'll see all the nutrients right there so I mean it's I always say like when it comes to uh, these misconceptions that people are posting or even on TV of what some individuals might say, you know, definitely just do your own research. I mean, the food, it's not like the food is hidden and it's yeah. not like the information is hidden either. So if someone tells you something that's a misconception, I mean, number one, first look at yourself. I always say, I mean, look at yourself, look at the, your past, look at your history. If you've been eating the same amount of foods, the same types of foods, especially just like myself, like I grew up, learning that consuming animals was healthy. So if I kept doing that, and as many times as I've read magazines, as many times as I've heard other experts tell me that that's healthy, Mm. then why am I looking like crap? Why do I feel like crap? Why am I holding 18% body fat, which is considered unhealthy and being overweight? Yeah, I mean, just, just, you don't need to be a health coach. You don't need to be a, be a doctor and all this stuff. Just take, use common sense. You know, use common sense. If it's if it ain't working for you, definitely change it. Change it. Try it out. You know, have an open mind. Have an yeah. open opinion. You know, take religious views. Take your own ethical views. Take all all these personal views that you have associated with consuming meat because people has a lot of ties. When it comes to consuming meats, when 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 it comes to religion, uh, family, friends, uh, just interactions with other people. I mean, eating just eating itself is plays a big tie, uh, plays a big part of uh, people's life. But if you're not feeling healthy, if you're not feeling good, I mean, definitely have an open mind and try a pro- try a different approach. Mm. You know, and yeah, and see how it changes within your life. You know, don't don't use don't let society tell you what's uh, good or not. You know, totally. You, everyone lives their own body. Everyone lives their own life. So it's just like me. I kept on seeing the same results. I wasn't going nowhere. I'm busting my butt in the gym every single day, eating lean chicken and stuff every single day. And I'm holding 18% body fat. And I'm doing cardio for like an hour a day, like sweating my butt off, you know. No results. Yeah, man. So once I changed, like I said, once I went pescatarian, I saw fat. I wasn't even an expert. I was learning to be an expert, yeah. you know, <laughs> but I wasn't an expert. And just that, it dropped. And then once I went to plant-based, then I'm, I'm holding about now, like, because now I'm getting ready for a show, but now I'm at 8% body fat. When I'm off season, I'm holding about 10 to 12% body fat, it's, which is still considered in a healthy zone, you know? And I never had an issue being overweight, no matter what I consume. Mm. And and I'm not saying just eat 
junk food and stuff like that. I mean, I'm an individual that works out every day and it's part of my lifestyle. Like being mm. an athlete is my lifestyle. So, you know, even when I eat some junk food and when I say when I eat junk food, it's within moderation, obviously. But I'm not I'm not I don't have to worry about like I'm going to get fat because I ate a vegan donut or yeah, yeah, I yeah. ate vegan ice cream. So like these are things I don't have to worry about. Yeah. So I took my own experience and now I share it like I said, with the with the knowledge backing it up. Yeah, so. totally. And and I relate very much to what you just said and mm-hmm. just getting to a point where you you know stop trying the same exact thing in your yeah. life, right? And I you know got to a point where I'm working out like a madman. You know, yeah. hour in the gym, hour running. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can't shed the excess fat. I can't get down to the weight I want to be. You know, I'm yep. still at this like college football weight that I was at and yeah. I just want to drop it and be like a lean you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> in good want, shape for yeah. life right mm-hmm. and no matter how much I worked out how well I ate with like you know I'm using quotes here how well I ate with the lean meats and restricting carbs and all this yeah. stuff right that was my mindset and fine I got to a point where you know I couldn't get to how I wanted to look and feel mm-hmm. you know I have joint pain I'm sleeping like shit like there's all these issues with my body, so yeah. why would I continue down that path, right? Exactly. And it, it took me getting to a place where I was just so fed up of busting my butt, and then when, you know, over a six-month period when I went fully plant-based, mm-hmm. now it's just effortless. Like, I'll go for, if I just go for a walk every day, like, you know, I'm good. Like, I, I maintain mm-hmm. how I want to look and feel. I maintain my health, and uh, yeah, it's, it's totally changed my life, so I... <clears throat> I totally relate to the just getting to a point where you're you're open to trying something new yeah like that's so important you know um so give us you know you're you're sitting here obviously and people people follow you on instagram youtube all that and obviously like shredded up you know Mm -hmm. huge dude Mm -hmm. bodybuilder right so give us for people that are still like, all right, you know, w- you know, what are what's this crazy ass vegan eating, right? Give us the daily like rundown, uh, diet wise, um, and and maybe if you could get into kind of how you uh, work out too. That'd be yeah. Cool. So, like right now, I'm getting ready for Junior Nationals, which is in May, and so I'm already on a like I'm I'm on my meal plan or my bodybuilding diet right now. So it's going to be a lot different than like my usual diet. But right now, let's say, for example, today I'm on a high high carb diet. So with me, I consume about 190 grams of protein, about 575 grams of carbs and about uh, 60 grams of fat. So uh, that's my macronutrients there. And then within that, within those macros, when it comes to the foods and things like that, I start off my day. Uh, with a smoothie so I do that with a green smoothie and there's one protein powder that I highly recommend people to definitely check out which is the clean green protein by clean machine they use a new raw material called lentin lentin is a brand new superfood that's uh, stronger and more nutritional dense than kale spirulina moringa and also spinach has tons of uh, micronutrients in it and just about one scoop has about 20 grams of protein. So, I mean, that's something that I eat every single day. Yeah, and I make it within a smoothie. So I add in, like, my bananas. I add in my strawberries. So I get all my um, 
vitamin C and healthy, uh, healthy vitamins that helps with my immune system and stuff like that. And then also I do a lot of oats. So I, I put all that within that smoothie. Now, uh, when it comes to my morning snack or lunch, then I'm usually eating tofu and quinoa with black beans. And I'll probably put, split that down all the way down to dinner because I just make a big batch. I, I'm not a, a very creative person when it comes to uh, dieting because for me, it's mostly I'm just trying to get ready for a show and the yeah. easier, the better. So uh, simplicity is the key to success, I always say. So, yeah. so like I try not to go too you crazy. Know, Rico, you, you're on my plan, man. Just yeah. throw greens, beans, rice in a bowl, yeah. mix it out, throw some hot sauce on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't go too crazy yeah. with the with the meals and things like that. So, I mean, I mean like I said, black beans, tofu, um, brown rice, and quinoa, and also broccoli. And I'll probably just make a huge batch of that. And just split that all the way down, so I so I could hit my numbers, and that's why I usually stick with like it. And when it comes to the protein source, it's usually uh, tofu or tempeh. So that's where I really try to stick with. I don't really do a lot of the uh, the processed stuff, uh, processed vegan foods uh, during my prep, just because for some reason it, I don't get the results that I like. You know, it, it just. Uh, maybe it's the sodium maybe it's the fat for some reason um you know it just i just i don't like the results so when i stick more closer to the like the whole food plant-based foods mm. you know uh i see better results yeah i just see better results i feel uh better um recovery time and things like that so that's my usual diet i don't want to but i mean i do switch it up like yeah, from yeah. time to time but this is my usual go-to meal because it's just it's easy everything's super low fat and um if anyone's wondering about um my omegas because uh, i'm getting you know my omega three and six from tofu and things like that but what i usually do to really maximize it i also use another product called ahi flower oil and ahi flower oil is a brand new raw material again by clean machine and the epa is about 400 percent higher than chia hemp and flax and also has a higher anti-inflammatory than fish oil so that's what i take and the best thing about the ahi flower oil is that you're getting a lot of omega threes, six and nines, while you're keeping your fat very low. So, because for for my body, for my body, I have to be on a low fat and a high carb diet. That's how I get my physique. Mm. But because I have to be very careful what I say, because a lot of people would take this and try yeah, to apply it go. themselves. High carb, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> like so, not high carb. I want to put this set it straight that high carb doesn't work for everyone because yeah. it depends on your goals. Definitely, yeah, yeah. And, and to further uh, jump on the, on top of that, when when you're saying high carb, you're you're still talking about whole plant sources, whole foods, right? We're yeah. not talking about eating breads and donuts and stuff no. like that mm -mm. those carbs so we need to just off the bat separate yeah like when we're talking in in terms of carbs we're talking about whole plant whole food, food sources yep. of it yep. we're not talking about shit carbs that people think about when they exactly. think high carb right? exactly yeah so i just wanted to separate that mm -hmm. out <clears throat> yeah more complex not simple yeah. carbs yeah yeah so what's the uh sort of uh training regimen look like so with the training it's a six-day split 
So I start off like today, I just finished working out. So I didn't even take a shower before I got here. I just put on some like scented oils. I, and like, I, was it. Like, <laughs> I like it raw. We, yeah. We get you, get you raw today, man. Yeah. But uh, I did legs today. So I start off my uh, day with legs. And then uh, Tuesday is chest and triceps. Wednesday is legs again, but it's more of a pull day. So I'm mostly targeting uh, glutes and hamstrings and and. For Monday, it's more of a push day, so more quad, quads, uh, quad activation and glutes. Now, um, Thursday, I do shoulders, and then Friday, I do back, and mm-hmm. then Saturday, I do arms. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, and then, then Sunday is my rest day. So during my rest day, I usually do either a complete day of rest, or I do an active rest where I do some type of yoga. Because uh, when it comes to the yoga, I believe in active resting because when you're doing uh, hypertrophy training, especially as a, a bodybuilder, uh, you, do, you definitely cause a lot of stress and tension onto the body, tendons, and joints. So to prevent injury, it's good to do like an active rest that definitely opens the body more because everything you're doing, especially when you're in the gym, your body only knows how to contract. That's it. It only knows pulling. It doesn't, even when you actually physically push something inside your body and in anatomy of how your body is built is always a pull contraction, you know, never push. So I do stretching because with all that contraction, it closes the body up. And this is, and this creates a lot of uh, inflammation. It creates a lot of, a lot of tension on the joint and tendons. So with the yoga, it definitely opens up. And you have more flexibility, more mobility, more mobility, mm. and um, and puts less stre- uh, tension onto those tendons and ligaments. Totally. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's combining the uh, the TB twelve pliability in there, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, um, supplement wise, outside of the the protein and the omega threes, anything else? Um, I take. Uh, clean machine branch chain amino acids so this is really good because it's a lot different than your normal branch chain aminos a lot of people don't know that most branch chain amino acids are from they're made from human hair or duck feathers so a lot yeah yeah so a lot of people don't know that so (laughs) your standard like gnc aminos are, are uh, well, probably made out of I, that. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't. Yeah, we don't want to. Yeah, throw yeah. Into the I can't. Box, I can't yeah. say who does it, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people in the supplement industry does. Mm. You know, so with Clean Machine, what we do is uh, we use non-GMO corn and also organic coconut water to get the amino acids. So it's all plant-based and it's also fermented. So when it comes to fermentation, our body are, is able to digest it a lot faster, absorb it faster within the body. And we're the, I believe we're the only one with, a fer, with, with the first fermented branched chain aminos. So it's really good and we have multiple flavors. We have an uh, unflavor and then we also have a, a fruit punch. But when it comes to our fruit punch uh, flavor, uh, everything's natural. Nothing's, uh, we have no fillers, no chemicals, no artificial flavor. So, you know, when you taste that fruit punch, it's going to taste a little bit different than your generic um, flavored stuff because the, the generic versions of it, and when it comes to artificial flavoring, is uh, they overindulge the flavors. So it doesn't even taste like 
what a real well fruit punch isn't like a real fruit but (laughs) but it doesn't it's it's just tastes like kool-aid you know what i'm saying and with ours you you'll taste you'll definitely taste it different if you want to definitely try it out but it's just a lighter taste it tastes more like a i would i would compare it to like a a sport drink like gatorade or something like that but more watered down you Mm. know but you could definitely taste the difference and I I personally feel I, I feel the difference too. And I don't do the fruit punch that much. I usually do the unflavored just because I mix it with uh, pre-workouts because I do take uh, pre-workouts. I don't recommend. Is that taking, clean machine too? Or? No, that, that one's not clean machine, but uh, I'm on contract, so I can't really say what type, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I do take a, a pre-workout and I don't. I don't recommend stimulants unless, um, you know, you're very active and you really work out Yeah. because there is a, a little bit of side effects from taking a lot of stimulants, but I don't recommend it. Uh, I don't even recommend my own clients to take it unless they really want to, you know, yeah. but, um, I take, so when I mix it with the pre-workouts, I do the unflavored because the pre-workouts already have like a, a artificial flavor to it. Mm-hmm. And I take tribulus too. So I take about 5,000 milligrams of tribulus, tribulus. Which is um, it's from a plant, another plant source. I, I don't know a name because scientific name is like some long term stuff. It's like blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so chlorophyll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I take five thousand milligrams of that. It's also plant based, and and it's natural. And what tribulus does, it helps with the DHEA production. So you produce more testosterone naturally. And what I take too is another clean machine product, which is called. Cell block 80. So cell block 80 is, I mean, you could call it, you know, you could call it a testosterone booster or a hormone balancer. I mean, there's multiple names for it. But what it does and the reason it's called cell block is because it also helps with your GHGA production. So you produce more testosterone naturally. But the, mo- the most important thing about this one, especially what makes it different than all your than all the test boosters that's out there is that it blocks all the negative receptors in the anabolic pathway. So it blocks your estrogen, DHT, cortisol, and the sex hormone binding goblin. So when it blocks all those negative receptors, now your body is able to use something called more free testosterone. So when your body is able to start utilizing more free testosterone, then you're definitely going to feel an increase in strength, uh, muscle growth, uh, libido, stamina, and and also when it comes to water retention and stress, that also re- that reduces too. So yeah. it just allows your body to uh, to sum it all up. It allows your body to perform at the most optimal level. Yeah. You know? So to you're obviously an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. That competes. Yeah. To the average person, to say like a client of yours, do they need any of this stuff? No. Um, so when it comes to supplements, you don't need supplements. I mean, the the thing with supplements is that it is exactly what it means. is is It's a supplement. It, it, it it's something to supplement something that you're not taking, you know, or not getting within your diet. Now, everything. The most important thing when it comes to uh, whatever health goal you have is the food. Food plays about eighty percent of your goals you know, of, of your health goals. So that's the most important thing out of everything. Supplements only helps up, up to 30%. So if you're like a, an athlete, especially a natural athlete like myself, you know, 
that 30% is, is going to help because, yeah. you know, I do compete in organizations that don't test, you know, and there's people who does take illegal substances that I, I go against. So since I'm a natural athlete, I have to respect my body and respect my own morals. So taking natural supplements is is the way to go for me, you know. So like that's why I take supplements. But when it comes to um, the average individual, you definitely don't have to take it. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to take cool. it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I have a I have a slightly controversial question here. Yeah. <clears throat> So I get some, some buddies, right, that when they talk to me about vegan diet, plant-based diets, right, mm-hmm. they'll obviously, a lot of them that we've talked about enough already, ask the protein question, right? Yeah. And they're like, you know, I have a couple friends that are into bodybuilding and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That'll be like, you, you just can't, you know, put on muscle like you can on, you know, kind of your animal-based diet, yeah. right? So I'll send them your profile. I'll send them... Tori Washington's profile. I'll send mm-hmm. him like a list of these guys. And this is an honest question from my, from white dudes. Right? Yeah. 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 Is that, yeah, but he's, he's a black dude. It's easier. Right? Yeah. Do you, is there any truth to that in that just from a genetic hereditary standpoint that a black dude's able to put on have a better faster. physique and put it, yeah. you know, he said it's a serious white dude question. All right. Um, when it comes to when it comes to that, uh, genetics do play a part, but it's not like it shouldn't be like the final excuse of of everything. You know, when it comes to just the human anatomy itself, fifty uh, percent play is genetics. The other fifty is environmental. You know, so let's let's make it the opposite of that. Let's say if I had type one diabetes, right now, would that restrict me from working out yeah it might be a little bit harder because 50 percent when you have type 1 diabetes that is a genetic disease so that's something that you're gonna have yeah that's mm. part of your life you know but does it mean that okay because i have type 1 i could just go ahead and eat junk food my life's not going to change and stuff like that no because the other 50 percent is environmental so whatever you choose to put into your body whatever you decide to do with uh when it comes to your lifestyle you know that's going to make the difference you're not going to be this another statistic from someone who doesn't work out and don't eat the right foods you know if you eat the right foods you work out you know you're going to have better results you know you're going to have just as good results as someone else maybe you have to do it a little bit harder you know because because you have a genetic uh defect but it doesn't mean you can't achieve it you mm. know what i'm saying so when it comes to you know building muscle and things like that i mean yeah you, you know if 50 like i said 50 percent is genetics but my actual genetic code is actually more of an ectomorph so i'm supposed to be more of a runner you know and if you see my any of my baby pictures and when i was a, like a lot younger i was always skinny like mm. always skinny so for someone who's more of a mesomorph and if we put compare two black people side by side, you know, that mesomorph will put on muscle faster. He's going to put on muscle a lot, a lot better yeah. than me, you know. But does that make the definition of my life? No, you know, because the other 50 percent is environmental. So I have to train a lot harder. And this is why I do more high volume training, because it's not just 
because uh, when it comes to my high volume training, I do more high repetitions, you know? So I do this because when it comes to my genetic, I don't grow unless I do more reps, you know? I have to work harder, you know? Yeah. So I have to bust my butt a lot harder, but it doesn't stop me of uh, other people who who has the genetic to put on muscle faster. Totally. And so, I mean, you could say black, white, Spanish. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. when it comes to bodybuilding, no one cares Yeah. at the end of the day. Amen. I it's, love that. It's yeah. like, yo, it's at the end of the day, who gets first place is the best-looking person. And if you look at all the winners in history, it's not just black people. It's not just white people. It's people of every different kind. Yeah. So when you see that as a from when you look at the top bodybuilders and you see everyone from a different kind is is elite athlete, then I mean everybody's story is different. Everybody trained probably differently. Maybe it was easier for some. Maybe it was harder for others. But it's not the definition of saying that genetics. I think when people use genetics as an excuse is because they don't have the will of what it takes to get where they need to be at. Totally. And and to piggyback on that, when it comes to disease, right? When it comes to diabetes, heart disease, cancer, Mm -hmm. all these things, right? And I love when you say nobody cares, right? Yeah. And that, you know, just because your dad had heart disease or your mom had breast cancer or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Just the fact that nobody cares you're in control and you can take control of your health you can take control of your life exactly um cool so you're you're (laughs) (laughs) just need to slip that in there man um so uh your motto Mm -hmm. be vegan live fit forever live life live life fit forever yeah 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 yeah. tell us tell us a little bit so uh with that those are the three pillars of i believe that because those three pillars definitely help with my lifestyle that's that's me you know like being fit was always something that i've done since i was a child yeah and i believe these this is important because it's part of your life like we're mammals of we're mammals and we're supposed to be active mammals and because of society because of technology uh, that kind of hinders us that hurts us so you know having gyms and having um you know activities to do things that's more active isn't a luxury it, it should be part of your lifestyle, you know? So if it's like January, you know, and, you know, everyone makes their New Year's resolution, like, I want to lose weight. That shouldn't be a resolution. That should already be implemented into your lifestyle. Like, you should go ahead and do it. Don't time it and stuff like that. Because you don't see, like, fat. I never saw a fat lion or a cheetah walking around with heart disease you don't see it because they're always constantly active and they're mammals too so you know if you're a mammal which everyone is i hope (laughs) everyone's a mammal who's listening to this but (laughs) when if you're a mammal like you need to be active i mean that's just part of your lifestyle Mm. um believe bv i have to say now i have to repeat it and so being vegan uh same thing that's me that's my lifestyle because uh you know definitely once i discovered being vegan it definitely helped. It helped a lot. It, not just uh, when it comes to fitness and my health, but also moral ethics because I was in the military, you know, and my views on life was a lot different than what it is now, you know. When you're in the military, you're just following orders and doing what you're told. That's it. The value of life really isn't important. I could tell you the truth that when I looked at another enemy when I was in war, 
it didn't really mean anything because I'm getting paid to do my job. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, but but now uh, being exposed with this lifestyle, now I know that everybody's life is is important. It means everyone's life is means something. My views on wars and things like that is is uh, totally different. It's changed. You know, I think wars horrible. There, I've seen a lot of things, and when I was in that speech with Gary Roski and he started comparing animals to like Holocaust. And there's probably people who definitely don't see that, that type of view. People won't compare animals to human beings, you know, but when I saw it and from my experience of being in war, you know, it made that connection. It made that parallel that a life is a life because a lot of things that's being practiced in the farm industries is things that's been practiced to human beings. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you can't make that parallel, well, I mean, something's wrong because I was able to make it and I was actually doing some of these practices. So like, so to me, it was an easy connection because when you see that animal's face and they're going through pain and suffering, it's the same expression. As a human being, when they're going through pain and suffering. So, so let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. I ask this to guests all the time. Yeah. When so you see the Gary Yarovsky speech, mm-hmm. right? You actually saw it in person, and you become aware of what goes on. Yeah. Right? Whether it's you know animal side, uh, ethics side, whether it's environmental side, whether mm-hmm. it's health side, right? Yeah. You get the information. You digest it all. There is nobody, almost nobody. Um, unless you're a little sick in the head that disagrees with it. Once you see the cruelty that goes on in slaughterhouses and things Mm -hmm. like that, once you see the damage it does to the earth, once you see the damage it does to people's health, right? Mm -hmm. And you're educated on it, right? Yeah. Almost nobody disagrees with it. You know, you Mm -hmm. watch a slaughterhouse video, you're like, yeah, that's that's fucked up. That's wrong, Mm -hmm. right? And what separates someone like you and, and myself that... You see it, you make the connection, boom, out of my life. Not contributing to it, right? Not going to eat that. Mm-hmm. Not going to support it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, going to go vegan because it's the right thing to do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost nobody disagrees with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my friends, my family that are close to me, obviously from what I do, they have all the information. Mm-hmm. Almost none of them are vegan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's, what do you think separates... Somebody that's just like, I won't contribute to it. I, I have the facts. I won't contribute. Versus somebody that has the information, but they can't tie that that belief system in, in that agreement that it's the right thing to do with their daily actions. Um, I, I personally believe that it's usually from, uh, first I have to say, humans are creatures of habit. You know, So trying to break something that they were taught um, since they were born, it's kind of hard to to break is like I, I like to say food is almost like religion eating food is like a religion it's like if if you someone if you're a christian and someone told you god doesn't exist like it's going to piss a lot of people off mm. yeah and it's going to be something that you can't ex- can't accept because it is it's tied in within your your personal beliefs there's something that you were taught as a child so it's so i like to say uh a lot of it is with society you know maybe social peer pressure you know because when it comes to friends and families and uh whatever religious beliefs and things like that these are things that um you're afraid or not ready to face you know mm. um i think 
I know with me, I never had uh, that issue because I was always like, uh, first I, I grew up as an only child and I never really gave a shit about people's opinion. So yeah, I yeah. always, always did my own thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and I always really had that open mind, you know? So I, I was always, uh, able to listen to other people's opinions and try to if if it was a debate or they were trying to push a, a view on me I, I would look into it and see if it was something that I could actually apply to my life or and you know I dive deep I, I I wouldn't just totally just like reject it you know so um but that's me but I think with other people that's that's majority of it it's just that it when it comes to food um I would say it plays a, a communion. You know, we, we as human beings, we, we eat together and it's a, a communion. So it's like a lot of people are afraid to separate that. And um, I think that's probably the issue. I, I would say more like social peer pressure, yeah, really. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And just like the normalcy of it and the traditions around yeah. it. And, you know, we you know, ham at Christmas and yeah. turkey at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Just like, it has a huge and when role. you get together for the, you know, football game on Sunday, it's around wings and just like the, 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 the traditions in yeah, place traditions. that are so hard to break. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. it's, it's kind of hard, you know I mean? And, and especially if uh, someone's like already fit, I mean, or don't, they don't see any problems. I mean, they could, they be, yeah, they could healthy, be, yeah, right? they could, yeah, they could be healthy or they could even be overweight, you know, they could be overweight right. and unhealthy, but because they don't see any harm right now, mm. you know, um, from my experience, I see that people are more willing to open up their mind when they see a, a, a very huge issue or problem within their life. So mm. it's like when they have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and that doctor's like, hey man, you need to do something because, yeah. You know, it's either we're going to put you on pills or you need to change your diet because your life is about to end. That's when it, it, it means something, yeah. you know, because it's, it's affecting them personally. Yeah. And we're and when it comes to society, too, uh, we're we're censored. You know, we're 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 shielded from uh, a lot of things, from um, the slaughtering, the cruelty, uh, everything that happens behind the scenes before you, you get that uh, dish in front of you. Mm. So uh, a lot of that too, you know, uh, social conditioning yeah. plays a right, huge right, part too. Right. You know? So it's, it's, it's not just one thing. It's, it's just a multiple things like family relationships, like how society uh, uh, shows, shows us how food is, food comes from a thing. It's, it's, it's a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, it's not just one. For sure, for mm-hmm. sure. So to somebody listening that is maybe struggling health-wise mm-hmm. or they want to make that connection with, you know, they feel, you know, eating plant-based is the right thing to do and they want to maybe start transitioning that way, um, what's the first thing they can do tomorrow morning to start? What, what advice would you give? Um, my, my advice is uh, definitely uh, follow or... Or just hire someone who's a professional. Um, you know, like you always have me. You could go on my Instagram, which is uh, at Corinne Sutton, or go to my website called bodyhdfitness.com. I have a 12 week transformation program where I can help you with your meal plans, with your workout plans. And also, if, if you just don't wanna pay and just need some free advice, uh, that's fine too. You know, uh, you could always go to my YouTube channel called Vegan Live Fit. And there I have tons of videos from exercising to meal preps, 
uh, and to even vlogs of just things that I do when I'm speaking at a veg festival or, you know, sh just showing people that, you know, when it comes to lifestyle there, you're not giving up a lot, really. You know, mm. you're, I could still do I could still go out on a date with my girlfriend and have some and be at like a luxury five star restaurant. And it's all plant based foods. You know, you just have to find the sources that's going to show you these places to make your lifestyle not a dramatic change. Just only thing you're doing is just switching things out, you know, then going to a steakhouse, you know, maybe you could go to like uh, what they have here, plant food and wine, you know, which is yeah. like. Or even like an Asian restaurant, yeah, right? Yeah, Where Asian you can get curries and, and stuff like that. Like that. Yeah. 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 You know, you just, you just have to uh, learn, educate. But that's why I put out these channels and sources because it's not just about me. It's about helping others and also educating, letting people know that these places exist and they're, they're there and they're available for us to, uh, to utilize. Yeah. So mm -hmm. one, educate yourself, follow Corinne, yeah. and, and maybe, maybe hire help if, yeah, if that's hire. really right. Yeah, and, yeah. and it Cut doesn't even have cheese, to be me. Right? Instead yeah. of maybe figuring months to... You know, taking months to figure it out. Maybe just jump in. Yeah. Get somebody that knows who that's knows already it. there. Yeah, who knows and, and it. get their advice. And, yeah. And get their get and, their help. And you don't even have to use me. I mean, like, there's a lot of uh, plant-based coaches that's out there. And, uh, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're transitioning to a plant-based diet, I, only thing I would say is definitely find a coach who, who lives it. It's, it's better when you go to a coach who lives the lifestyle because, like, with me, I used to eat meat. So I know the nutrients with me. So mm. that's why I could work with clients who consume me and also plant-based. But when it's the other way around, when it's someone who just consumes me, they never lived a plant-based lifestyle, their knowledge and their, their knowledge is, is they're lacking in knowledge in the plant-based. So just going really from what, from the stories I've heard, like I've heard horror yeah. stories, like yeah. it's crazy. Cause I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've like, I have tons <laughs> of clients. I'm always constantly, uh, you know, putting people into the online programs and things like that. But the, some of the horror stories is just people would just give you your macronutrients and kind of tell you just, well, the only thing available is tofu for protein. Like, and it's like, dude, that's not true. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, there's yeah. tons of stuff. Yeah. So it's just like they're, they're kind of using, like I said, they're kind of using their own opinion within that program and you're not really being a true health coach because a true health coach is supposed to look at both sides both aspects and supposed to try their primary goal is health you know they, yeah. they need to build a program that's going to work for you and they have to kind of pull back on their own opinions mm. you know so that's why i do it and like i said like i take i pull back those animal products when i create diets for people who consume me because there's scientific studies that shows that those specific products are bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's it. Yeah. So. so, so to now to somebody who, like myself, for instance, that's already plant-based, mm -hmm. already kind of living healthy, active lifestyle that wants to take things to the next level. See, you know, yeah. push the envelope a little bit, get a little fitter, a little healthier mm -hmm. outside of hiring somebody. What, what's one thing they can do? would you recommend so for oh so for someone who wants to go a little bit more yeah somebody that's kind of trying to kick it up a notch they're already plant-based they're already kind of doing well that might be listening to this and wants to kind of challenge themselves i mean when it comes to that i mean like i always I mean it really goes down to uh coaching because yeah. it, i mean you, you have to hire someone it's just with me i even as a bodybuilder and as an expert i have a coach you know 
and my coach isn't vegan, but because we're both experts, I helped him. I, mm. I showed him like what's available. And the reason I have a coach, because if you're trying to take it to the next level, it's not, I'm not degrading my intelligence because I hired somebody for myself is because the accountability, yeah. you know? So for me, I want someone to push me. It's just like if you work out by yourself or work out with a friend, it doesn't matter what you think. Working out with your friend or working out with a partner, you're going to push a lot harder. Yeah. It's just it's just a fact. You know, it's two brains is better than one brain, you yeah. know. So it just comes comes down to that type of things, you know. Like like I said, I use a coach even for myself, even through bodybuilding, and I've used the same coach. His name's Dave Bogan, you know, but I've used him for the f- past four years. Yeah. You know, and I've been winning. So obviously he's good. So yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. so for me, that's what I do. And that's why I just highly recommend, like, if, if you're, if you don't have a goal and you're just trying to be fit and try to do a lot of free advice and things like that, you know, there's tons of sources out there. You could Google it. You follow me, follow other plant-based athletes, things like that. But if you're really, really serious, you have to yeah. just hire. There's, I mean, what athlete that's out there who doesn't have a coach, yeah, you know, every, true. every athlete, if you, especially if you're trying to get to that level has a coach mm. you know even Arnold Schwarzenegger had a coach mm. you know everybody has a coach you yeah. know so it's it's and it's mostly because of the accountability aspect you know yeah. they're going to push you more they're going to keep you on track they're going to make sure you get to your goals because life happens you know every we have life situations that could interrupt it or distract us but having that coach there is going to keep us focused and say okay I understand that's happening but you have to make it happen because this is what you said you want yeah. yeah. I like it, man. Cut to the chase. Yeah. Get a coach. Get a mentor. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool, man. So what uh, I get, I got one more uh, for you, but um, before that, what's what's kind of next for you, man? What's what's big picture goals for you right now? I mean, for me, like right now, uh, like I said in the beginning, I'm more focused on competing for junior nationals because uh, that would be a national show. I'm trying to get my IFBB Pro card now. So the IFBB Pro, NPC, uh, these are, you could say this is like the prestigious um, organization. It's like, like the high class organization. This is where all the big boys compete in. So mm. I'm trying to do that because I know that that would really make a huge statement, especially uh, from what I'm doing in the plant-based community. So because I think just doing it uh, through natural organizations, yeah, I'm making a statement. But if you really want to make a statement, you have to go against the masses. Yeah. You have to be where everyone else is really killing it. You know, yeah, where all the all the top bodybuilders performed at. You know, so right now that's my focus. Uh, when it comes to business wise, um, definitely um, when it comes, I'm really focused on the online perspective right now. So. It's, it's great right now, but I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to make the experience a lot better. So uh, right now I'm definitely working on more video content so uh, clients could just have a better experience. They're not lost and they don't feel that they're moti- unmotivated because I, I know that when it comes to online training, um, it's just hard. It's hard, but a lot of people use it because there's just a lot of coaches everywhere you know and so i see that a lot of people are shifting more online because they can find the coaches if they're if they can't find a coach in their area they could definitely utilize a coach that they see online because social media is the best around the world right yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and and so pretty much to uh 
wrap it all up. I'm trying to make like a virtual version of myself. You know, oh, like yeah, that's cool. that's what I'm real. That's my primary goal too is make a virtual version of myself. So because I want people to have that motivation, I want people to feel connected. I I want to create that community that people. It's not just me telling everyone, but it's also my audience sharing the knowledge that I share to them to to other people. You know, because that's what a community is all about. It's all helping each other. Yeah, you know, so I'm trying to create that community. So it's like it's just a strong fitness community where everyone's just helping each other out. No one's lost. Everyone's motivated. You know, and it's just and everyone's getting two results. Yeah, you know? love it, love it. So uh, one more time before the last question here, uh, where can people reach out again? At Korean Sutton on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, at Korean Sutton um, Facebook, Instagram, and then your website. And then my website, uh, BodyHDFitness.com. Uh, there I have my private one-on-one training so if you live in the South Florida area definitely go there um, I, the first uh, first session is always free it's just a consultation with a free session so you can personally uh, feel uh, the benefits of working with me but if you don't have the luxury to do that uh, definitely I have my 12-week online transformation program uh, and like I said I'm tr- it's already great now but I'm in the works of just making it better, you know, because yeah. that's what so, social media is about. Well, not social media, but online is about is just making the experience a lot better. Yeah. So, uh, and then my YouTube channel too, uh, Vegan Live Fit, where you know I talk about vegan ethics, lifestyle, and fitness. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Well, uh, before this last one, I just want to again say thanks for coming. Yeah, no problem. And man. thanks for like you were to me and, and a lot of people. Uh, yeah. An inspiration and. You know, and furthermore, even for people like I am talking to you about the vegan lifestyle and plant-based lifestyle that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have to spend, you know, six, seven days yeah. <laughs> a week in the gym. Yeah. I send them your, your yeah. profile and I'm like, dude, come on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so just being, you know, not only an inspiration to, to guys in particular that are, you know, want to, want to go that way, but they're stuck on this protein thing and, and all, all the stuff that comes with it and, mm-hmm. and just being an inspiration, man. So, yeah, so, thanks. so thanks for all you do. Yeah, and, no uh, problem. Thank you. You're killing it. And I, I wish you the best, uh, competing and, and, uh, yeah, continuing to build your, your kick-ass community. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. So, um, this podcast is called eat green, make green. Mm-hmm. I believe that eating plant-based living a vegan lifestyle puts me in the best position to succeed at whatever it is I do in my life. Mm -hmm. And whatever my goal is at any particular time is how I kind of define the make green portion of that. Yeah. So I would ask you, what does make green mean to you? Why at the end of the day, do you live a vegan lifestyle? Um, for me, for me, it's just to, uh, help others really at the end of the day. Uh, it's not just the animals. It's, it's helping everything, helping everyone, helping the planet, helping society, um, helping animals, just, just helping, you know, mm. because, uh, when it comes to helping, uh, it shares a lot of, of, uh, compassion of what we do. It makes us feel better. And it shows that, um, that, that feeling of love and compassion to, um, to everything in life, you know, cause, um, that's the best feeling that you, you have in the world. So just helping, helping others, educate, educating others to be better, you know, be uh, a better version of themselves, you can say. Yeah, that's, that's why I do what I do. Awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah, no Thank problem, you. This was This was sweet. Thank you. Yeah.